Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And glad to have you here as well. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Jam-packed again. Uh, Today, you don't want to miss a second of the show. Not one second. You should commit yourself uh, to, I don't know, an insane asylum for the criminally insane if you miss a single second of the show today. Agreed. Uh, You know what? It's going to be hot. It's summertime, and it's going to be hot in most of the country. Yeah, I don't even, I don't get it. I don't know how that's happening or why, but it's so unprecedented. It's never happened before. So I'm very confused about the 109, 110 degree weather we've been having in Dallas. It's just, I'm scared (laughs) because it's never been like that. I mean... There were the three major networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, in that order. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can watch their reports last night, if you'd like. Can I? uh, About who's to blame. Well, I mean, clearly, humans are to blame. We're to blame, right? Uh, Trump is to blame. Uh, Maybe this is the Putin heat wave. Can we blame Putin for this? (laughs) Yes, we can. Well, we can, sure. Well, let's see those reports. Okay. Let's see. Ginger, while we have you, I know you and the team have been studying these summer high temperatures going back for a century in our country. I was going to ask if you could just show us just the last 50 years what the record books show as far as summer highs recorded here in the U.S. and what you've seen, a clear trend. Uh Uh-huh. Sure, David, I'll take you straight to the data. So take you're looking straight first to at the, the map that says 1961 to 19... Ginger Z is going to take us... Straight to the data. <laughs> it's important to note. We're not taking a detour. We're not going in a secure, securitist route. We're going straight to the data. To the data. Let's see it. 90. These are 30-year averages compared to the 20th century. Mm. So you see some blue on the map. Mm-hmm. Over the 50 Look years this. of this time <gasps> lapse, as we take the 30-year averages Look up, you see that. a rapid rise in rapid, temperature across the rapid. entire nation. There entire. are very few cooler spots than average at all. Mm-hmm. And what this means, and I know what you're looking means. at me now and saying, okay, so okay. you showed us 50 years. Our Earth is way older than this, and we've been way hotter than this. And yes. that's true. Yeah, thank However, you. However, those but... came with other signals and indicators uh, like Earth's like... orbit or proximity to the sun. Earth's okay. orbit. we have right Stop now, scientists say. Wait, wait, like wait, Earth's wait, wait. orbit. Are we yeah. going to control that now, too? Have we? Has that changed? No, it has not. Has our proximity to the sun changed? For the country in general, no. Okay. But for Texas in particular, yes. <laughs> okay. The sun that I've proven wrong <laughs> is just 38 miles from Texas. <laughs> now, 38 miles. Now it's 93 million million miles okay. from the rest of the planet. But not Texas. But 38 miles away from Texas. So maybe that's, that's what she's referring to. Yeah. yeah. Let's okay, see. Go ahead. The attribution to this rapid rise in temperatures, mm-hmm. greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. It's all stated. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's really important we report on it both here in the U.S. It's and across really the world. It's really important. Let's well, Is yes. this an example of climate change impacting of course it is. The, the, the weather pattern? Are you kidding? We're certainly seeing more extreme weather uh, due to climate change. No, we're not. This caused us to go into summer much Pause earlier Pause it for a second. You know what? That's not true. That's just She's a meteorologist. I know. Are I you know. a meteorologist? I'm not, but okay. I've read the words of meteorologists. And in fact, climate scientists 
uh, who've written entire books about this. <laughs> and it's just not true. I don't care how many times they say it, it isn't true. We're not ex- we're not experiencing more frequent or uh, more severe anything, really. There's not more frequent tornadoes, uh, hurricanes, droughts, floods, fires. It's all about the same. In some cases, it's actually down from historic averages. I'd like to hear from a meteorologist. All right, let's hear what the meteorologist has to say. Britain's looking for a break had almost nowhere to go. Just about three of every 100 homes here have air conditioning. Environmental experts say it's more proof climate change is at our doorstep. It's more proof. Climate change isn't just a a thing over there. It's here. Yes, I mean, you, we used to look at polar bears. We used to look used at them. And we used to them. say, this is about Pause our children it. and our How many times did you, every, almost every morning when I woke up, I looked at a polar bear. Because is, they were right outside my window and just staring at me. There were so me. many of them. Yeah, there's, oh my gosh, polar bears were everywhere. <laughs> now, they've been forced to go only up north. The, oh, there's so few left. The only place, so few left. Do you know that the population... In 1970, the polar bear population was 5,000 polar bears. And do you know that it's only increased by 500% to 25,000 polar bears now? Did you know that? I did did not know that. Frightening, frightening statistic. That it's only gone up 500%. That is unbelievable. It is. So, you know, I mean, that's why we're not looking at polar bears in, in the morning when you wake up anymore. <laughs> they're just not there. They've all had to go north uh, to where it's cold. Man, they used to be in Texas all the time. <laughs> you remember those days? <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> the Texas polar bear I do. days? Yeah. I do, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. All right, what else uh, do we have to worry about? This, isn't, this is us. This is here. This is now. Good evening, everyone. Here. This is what now. scientists have been telling us the future looks like, except it is now. Mm. Temperatures far above what was once considered the Made summer norm, right inflicting misery and creating a health danger for millions living under record heat from California heat. to Western Europe, yep. as well as parts of Asia and Africa. Yep. In this country, the torrid conditions <sighs> setting down new records. Torrid. Dallas hitting 109, as did Oklahoma City. No. Dodge City, Kansas setting a new record at 107. Across the pond, the usually temporary UK hitting an all-time record all high, time 104 degrees, record. bending and breaking train rails. That's how hot it was. Wait, what? Yeah. Why doesn't that happen here? It, then? Well, it does kind of. Does it? Yeah, the heat does affect <laughs> the the rails. Okay. Uh, it bends and breaks them. They made a really big deal out of it in Europe in the UK. I mean, they slowed the trains down. Uh, but they inspect the the tracks with the heat. They do, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't know of. And I saw a train. I waited for a train. In fact, this morning, um, it didn't look like it was going extra more slow than it normally really? does. Well, it should have because of the bending and breaking of the railways. Well, you know, <laughs> the tracks. I didn't park right. I backed up a little because I thought Did maybe you? it might yeah. tip over yeah. because of the and you know, the uh, tracks would just and be capsized. Gone. Capsized. Yeah. Now, that could happen. We do <laughs> that anticipate that happen. happening. <laughs> Is that the end of the report? Yeah. Did we see the whole thing? Because uh, yeah. I, just, wow. I don't would want, you like more from ABC, CBS, and NBC? Yes. Yes. Because I, 
I don't know that there was enough fear mongering going on there. <laughs> well, guess that, what? It's summer and it's hot. I mean, it, that Ooh. comes on the heels of uh, you know Biden's speech yesterday mm-hmm. in Massachusetts, and really, it's I don't know, it's eighteen or nineteen minutes long, and we could play the whole thing, and it would take we could just mm-hmm. would take over Blaze Radio. You're kidding? And just play. They it. took eight. They took nineteen minutes for that report. No, the Biden speech. Oh, the Biden, the Biden speech. speech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, the Biden speech. No. <laughs> I thought you were saying that they spent no, the, 19 minutes on the no, weather report? No, no, no. Wow. They certainly could have. And they Between should. all three of those and networks, they, they certainly could have. So if we put the 18-minute together along with the 7-minute together, you got 22 minutes. You sell it with 8 minutes of ads, you got 30 minutes. Uh, absolutely. You got 30 minutes. network news right there. Yep. But no, I'm just saying that this is on the heels of these are all you know on the heels of Biden's climate and, speech, and it was yesterday. so important. His and climate was, speech was so important. I mean, besides Powerful. the things that he was saying, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. just terrible. Why would you say that just about our president, terrible. the president of the United States? You're speaking of right now. Have some respect. Okay, right. um, I'm. I apologize. Uh-huh. Uh, Aside from the fact of what our president, Joseph Robinette Biden, the president of the United States of America, uh, was saying, right, he was less than... <laughs> less than stellar? Less than... Suboptimal? Yeah, I'll go with that. All right. Sure. Uh, here's some of what he had to say. He remarked on the climate. Yeah, it started from the very beginning. And I, clean energy. He walks up with John and the rest of the crew and he thinks he's, you know, the, here they come, the, the climate. <gasps> Look at, I can jog a little, for a step. And this ticks me off so jog. much. He, he comes up the stairs. He oh, does, look at him. He's so spry. But then he gives everybody. So spry. Nobody every, can keep up with him. Gives everybody that, that look of, where you're not clapping, uh, I'm here. Screw <laughs> off. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Shut up. And thank you for your patience now, of sitting this, out here. Uh, this whole. Appreciate Please have a seat. Saying hello to everyone is awesome because he screws up people's names. Hello, Massachusetts. (sighs) You said the word. It's an honor to be with you, outstanding members of Congress today. Senator Ed Markey. Ed. There you go. Ed. There you go. Senator Elizabeth Warren. Congress eggs. Auchincloss sauce. Where is she? There you go. What? Auchincloss sauce? (laughs) And your great former member <laughs> one of my dearest friends john Kerry, is doing a great job leading our oh, international special presidential on climate traveling the world <laughs> that doesn't even begin to describe an awful it. lot of people he's talking into moving more, more than they've been doing more than they've been doing native 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 yeah my national climate advisor is leading our climate efforts here at home mm-hmm it's an honor to be joined by your neighbor, by your neighbor from Rhode Island. He's not a bad guy at all. I live in his house, Sheldon Whitehouse, a great champion. What? A great champion of the environment. He's been Positive. banging away. At it. See, he did a little funny there because the guy's yeah. name is uh, Sheldon Whitehouse. That's it. And he lives it's, in his house, which is the White away. House. Oh, man. He's just banging away. <laughs> and he can't say, you know, Jake Auchincloss. Which is the representative's name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, it's... Auchincloss or yeah. sauce or yeah. whatever it's it was. Sauce, you whatever said. you want to call yourself. Get out whatever. of here. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's more, I'm assuming. Oh, my gosh. Let's hear it. I mean, there's... Can't wait. There's plenty more. From, my Department of Labor, led by a guy named Marty Walsh. He talks funny. He's a hell of a guy. What? 
But all kidding aside, Marty was a great mayor. He talks funny. He's, is he from Boston, and so he has that accent? I, honestly, I don't know. I, what's his? <sighs> Are you? It's okay to say that I about people. I guess so. Now? Really? You can. It's all right. Yeah, for him it is because he said far worse than that. Yeah, well, no, quite not. But if that's anybody else, uh, they're all over him. It must be a white guy he's talking about, and uh, plus they're all Democrats, so nobody cares. All right, that's what is funny? What else does yeah, he can't. have to say? My Department of Labor, yeah, led by a guy named Marty Walsh. Uh-huh. He talks funny. Marty He's a hell of a Walsh. guy. But all kidding <sighs> aside, Marty was a great mayor, and I know, I, I know he knows how to get a job done. And he's doing two things for me. Do do first it? of all, hey, Secretary you. of Labor, he's developing the first ever mm-hmm. workplace standards for extreme heat. Oh, wow. Pause it. We're going to have workplace standards. We already do. For extreme heat. He talks about they're already out investigating companies. Stop it. Stop it. And what are these standards? The, do you have to have a certain amount of air conditioning? I, you got to have enough Freon in your air conditioning units? No, I think Freon was abs- actually. Yeah, you can't uh, use Freon It was banned. Anymore. I think Freon's banned. But whatever coolant we use now, you got to have that on hand. What What kind of standard could you have? For extreme heat. I'm sorry, you got to close your business. It's 98 degrees. Yes. 98 or hotter, you need to close down your business. That's what they're talking about. I mean, um, I don't know what the, the, really? what the what the limit is. But, but they are talking about closing your I business? Mean, they're talking about coming and investigating. Uh, let's see it and hear it. Workplace standards for extreme heat. Saying under these, these conditions, you, hit this, you Pro- cannot do the following. You cannot ask people to do certain things. Second, he's sending folks out from the labor department to make sure we hold workplaces and to those standards that are being set. Wow. They've already completed over 500 heat-related inspections of workplaces across 43 states. What a waste of time. At the end of the day, it's going to save lives. (laughs) And money. No doubt. At the end of the day, it's going to save lives. But he couldn't even get it out what they do. No, he can't. What they do. He's incapable of actually delivering a speech. He can't do it. No way. All right, we've got more. I mean, there's a lot, a lot. We haven't even scratched the surface on this climate garbage yet. Uh, but first, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Trying to sell your home, you know it's a challenge? Uh, that's why you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and take charge of the situation and let you know if you need to paint your house, like we just did, to get it ready. Uh, and... Uh, let you know if you have to move out of your house for a couple of weeks while they paint it, which is what we had to do. That was fun. That was enjoyable. Uh, but if that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. You want to I go mean, somewhere else. You do if you want to sell it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, so these are the people who can let you know if it's worth it, if it's worth the hassle and the expense. Because uh, sometimes it's not. You know, sometimes replacing the countertops won't get you the money back that you put into it. Well, these realtors can help you through that process and help you know if it's going to be worth it or not because they're with buyers all the time. And conversely, if you're buying a home, they're going to get you the most for your money. So whether you're buying or selling or you're doing both because you're relocating, Real Estate Agents I Trust is to whom you can turn. Realestateagentsitrust.com Pat Gray. All right. 
Uh, he had much more to say. Well, he goes on to talk about, about the yeah, climate. He absolutely. He goes on to talk about uh, you know what? Uh, if the Republicans aren't going to do anything, mm-hmm. uh, I will. Good right, because it needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. We got to stop messing around. Climate change is literally an existential threat. No, it's not literally to the world. An existential so my threat today is this. Since Congress is not acting as it should, and these guys here are, but we're not getting many Republican votes, this is an emergency. An emergency. And I will. I will look at it that way. Mm -hmm. I said last week. This is bad. I'll say it again loud and clear. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action. So bad. Notwithstanding their incredible action. And these, these lemmings. (laughs) <laughs> These sheep that sit there and cheer and clap for that. Do you know what you're clapping for? If he declares a climate emergency. Which he hasn't. He, he didn't yesterday, he's, but he's probably going I mean, to he's, next week. He's done almost everything yes. but that. And they said it'll probably happen next week. He just wasn't ready for whatever reason. I don't know. They have to put ink in the printers. I, I don't know. But when he does that, it gives him unbelievable power. He can shut down media opposition. He, he, you can jail journalists who go against what you're saying. Well, he's not taking no for an answer. He tells us. I that. know. I know. And here he is talking about that. When it comes to fighting for climate change, climate change I will not take no for an answer. I will do everything in my power to clean our air and water, protect our people's health, to win the clean energy future. This, again, sounds like hyperbole. Our children and grandchildren It is hyperbole. counting on us. And it's a hoax. It's not a joke. It's not a, not joke. a joke. No, it's not a joke. It's a hoax. If we don't keep it below is it a hoax? He won't answer that. We lose it all. Oh, we don't get I to turn it around. It. No. And the world is counting on us. Mm. This is the United States of America. When we put our hearts and minds to it, there's not a single thing beyond our capacity. I mean it. He means it. When we act together, and of all things we should be acting together on, mm-hmm. it's climate. No. It's climate. It's climate. And by the it's way, climate. my dear mother, God rest her soul, you say, Joey, at everything bad, something good will come if you look hard enough. Look what's happening. What's happening? We're going to be able to create as many or more good-paying jobs. Uh-huh. We're going to make environments where people live safer. We're going to make the clean the air safer. Jeez. I really mean it. I we have an opportunity it. here. I can't take it. I'll bet you when you see what's happened here when in this cable construction here, manufacturing. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And you go back and ask all the people who grew up in this beautiful place. Yeah, it's beautiful. Look at how have. lovely it is. I mean, you they can see the, back? the splendor everything of it. it had. Or what you're going to have. (laughs) I will be dumbfounded if you find anybody other than for pure sentimental reasons saying, I'd rather have coal plant. I'll end by telling you another quick story. Oh, good, good. When we moved from Scranton, when Mm -hmm. coal died in Scranton, Mm -hmm. everything died in Scranton. And Mm -hmm. my dad wasn't a coal miner. My my. My great-grandfather was a mining engineer. Your great-grandfather was a mining engineer. Okay. So we left to go down to Delaware. I told you. Pause it. Is this before or after he became a lumberjack? (laughs) Is that is it before he became a lumberjack? It could be. Okay.
All right, I just wanted to make sure. What about truck driver? Was he? Was oh, this he, is before that. It was yeah. before the long haul truck yeah. driving he did. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else. But I remember mm-hmm. driving home when you take the trolley. Yeah. In Scranton. Wait, wait driving, going out trolley. Trolley. Driving, driving home Avenue. in the trolley. Within <laughs> fifteen blocks. Uh huh. We didn't live in the neighborhood. One of the most prestigious neighborhood. In the region, yeah, we didn't live there. In the in the, in the town where the Scrantons and other mm-hmm. good decent people live, mm-hmm. there was a you'd go by a wall. That my recollection <laughs> you'd is go by somewhere a wall? between <laughs> that's unusual. And Eighteen feet tall, <laughs> and it went for the uh-huh. essentially a city block. <laughs> okay. And you could see the coal piled up to oh, the no. very top of the wall from you inside. Could? Oh my! It's a coal-fired plant. Yeah. Yeah. A coal-fired mm. plant. Coal-fired plant. <laughs> and all it was. of that, all coal. the negative the, impacts of breathing uh-huh. that coal, yeah, and dust, right, affecting everybody. But at the time, mm-hmm. people didn't know it, and there wasn't any alternative. Folks, we have no excuse now. Uh, we know. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We can make things better in terms of jobs. Mm, we can so make things bad. better in terms of the environment. Can make things better for families overall. Oh, these so radicals! I'm forward uh, to this movement. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's looking may forward God to this movement. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank Ugh. you. May God protect us from you. Okay. You miserable brain dead douchebag. I. I can't believe what's happening right I now. Know. This is. A clarion call to all of us to make sure that we alert these people to the fact that we don't want them to do what they're about to do. Should be calling the White House every single day and telling and demanding that he not declare a climate emergency. He's going to shut everything down. He's going to, they're going to end any opposition to their point of view. Uh, And even people, even experts in the field, like, uh, Michael Schellenberger, who was a radical environmentalist for 30 years, and then just, just, he decided to, I mean, he discovered that so many of the things that were being said were not true. Correct. And so he started talking about it, which you can't do in that industry. You can't, if you go against the grain, they're going to shut you down, and you're not going to be a part of their machine anymore. Uh, they're going to kick you out and they're going to discredit you and they're going to try to make it so that you can't have a job. I mean, they want to fire all meteorologists that don't buy into the man-caused climate change thing. Has it warmed? I Yeah, okay, so what? <laughs> so has it gone up five degrees? Now, if that was the case, I'd be a little concerned. 0.9 degrees in 100 years? I'm not concerned about that because that just means we grow more food. That's what that means. And uh, this climate crisis they keep screaming about, like Chicken Little, I know. is just a massive scam. I know. Absolute scam. And I know we probably, I was just thinking about the clip we probably don't have about, if the you know, one of the favorite news clips we had in the past was, you know, if the ocean. Yeah, we don't. I yeah, know, if, the ocean if the ocean didn't absorb all that heat. Doesn't do what the ocean does. It would be 309 be degrees in <laughs> Dallas today. 309 degrees. That would be very uncomfortable. 
I'm so I'm glad. Be uncomfortable. Really glad the Earth functions the way it was created to function. <laughs> right. And it's amazing how resilient this planet is. It it was created to do a lot of things to self repair. I mean, talk about the ozone layer. Remember that? Yeah. They were so freaked out well, over com- the it's ozone. It's completely gone now, right? The giant hole no. and everything is completely yeah, this, gone. The hole is yeah. gone. Yes, but the ozone layer remains. No, that's what I mean. Yes. Every, everything is gone. We're dead. Uh-huh. We're dead now no, because of we're, that. No, we're not. But that, <laughs> that was the fear. Oh, yeah. We stopped doing the, you know, the spray cans because of it. Yeah, the floral carbon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that went away. Uh, and the ozone hole repaired itself. You don't even hear about it anymore. Acid rain. Have you heard them even mention that? Right. Recently. That was everywhere. Acid rain was everywhere yes, was. for a while. Oh, man. In the 70s, they were talking about uh, global cooling. And it was caused by the exact same thing. Isn't that interesting? The global cooling and global warming are both from CO2. Huh. huh. Weird. That's really weird. We also got some breaking news yesterday in the speech. Yeah. And oh it's yeah, not right. good. It's not good actually. I, I no, was it's really not. surprised, and this is news that you know maybe we should have known about. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Biden told us about an illness. Not very much unlike where I grew up in a place called Claymont, Delaware, mm-hmm. which has a more oil refineries than Houston, Texas had in its region, just across the line in Pennsylvania. What? And all the prevailing winds are <laughs> no our way. No, you didn't. I just lived up the road. No. <laughs> I just in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware. Uh-huh. And just up the road, a little school I went to, Holy Rosary Grade School. Right. And because it was a four-lane highway that uh-huh. was accessible, my mother drove us. And rather because than it was accessible. us able to walk. Huh. Guess drove. what? What? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest oh. time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. But that's the past. And we're gonna I get mean, we're gonna build a different future. Yeah, we are building a different future, but the I mean But he has cancer. cancer. Now is he talking about the skin cancer he's that's had what removed? The White House says. Yeah. The White House said, Oh, that's past. He's talked about that. He's had this the melanoma or the skin cancer, whatever it was, that's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. That was just him. <laughs> that was just Joe. Joe being Joe, saying stupid things that aren't true. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I don't buy the the windshield wiper uh, removing the the oil from his well, windshield either, frankly. Well, I mean, I lived in Houston. I don't even know where he lives, to be honest with you, because it's uh-huh. Delaware and Pennsylvania and right. Scranton, and I'm not. I know. I know. Is he the scrapper from Scranton, or is he a Delaware boy? <laughs> Which is it? I I don't know. Did he drive? Did he take the trolley? <laughs> was, there, was there oil? Was there coal? And what a weird thing. We had a four-lane highway that, that, went, was, accessible. that was accessible. Uh, what highways aren't accessible? Because why would you have the highway if it's not accessible? <laughs> It'd be kind of ridiculous, it wouldn't would it? it would hey, be. yeah, they built a beautiful highway here that goes clear across the country, but you can't get to it. So... <laughs> Nobody's ever nobody's ever used you it. You can't get there from here, but it's gorgeous. It's be- it is beautiful. beautiful. If you can get the oil off your windshield in the morning, because otherwise, 
you know, with that thick layer of oil that we always see right. on our windshields. Right. If you can't get that off, uh, it's going to be tough to drive on right. the four-lane highway that you can't access. I guess it was only winter time that it did. I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know. Wow, that's a lot of garbage coming out of his face. So stupid. And where was, by the way, this claim from his uh, campaign? If I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America is we're going to okay. cure cancer. Where's that? Uh, you, think I'm- you think I'm joking? Yeah. He was about right. You think yeah. I'm joking? You think I'm joking? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. Well, good. Let's have it then. Let's, Let's see it. it. He's not. He actually did make the claim again uh, six or eight months ago, and now uh, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there. Because, nothing. Well, I mean, his foundation uh, is closed down. Right. right. I mean, they closed yeah. down. And they never. And they really, did virtually nothing. They, by the absolutely. Way. They got they uh, the money was spent on dinners and uh, uh, gatherings of people yep. uh, try to raise money and then uh, salaries. Poof. Yeah, and then it's all gone. Poof. Huh. Wow, that was a powerful, I mean, really well-run I'm, charity, obviously. I'm all about starting a charity like that. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. You have to, you know, I have to cure anything? <laughs> nope, you just have to say it. Okay. Wow. Okay, so there it is, all the BS uh, from the climate change speech yesterday. Frightening. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And do something about it. Call the White House and tell them, demand that he not declare no a climate emergency. We can't have that. You will lose freedom if if he does this. You will. Uh, and that could happen as soon as next week. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Vern Lundquist tweets, Thanks for diving straight into the data, Ginger. Uh, from that climate report at the beginning of the show. Now, now do the end of the ice age. <laughs> uh, from Joey's Gaffomatic teleprompter, looking at the map, it looks like California is the hottest. And maybe that's not because of climate change, but because California has become hell on earth. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, it is possible. Louisville slugger trucker. Uh, I can draw a map and color it red and say it's gotten hotter over the years and lie about it as easy as the buffoons on ABC. Uh, by the way, I thought I saw a polar bear outside my window along the, uh, along with lungs blown out from a nine millimeter. <laughs> Strange things. Yeah. Yeah. But the polar bear thing, that's one of the worst situations because, you know, you don't see them every day anymore. No, a tragedy is unfolding in the world today. Yeah. Climate change is threatening one of the most magnificent wild animals on the planet. Gerbils. Gerbils, I bet. Polar bears. Oh, right. Polar They're bears. They're struggling to survive. Are. They're struggling to survive. The ice is melting all around them. Oh, no. No, don't and say that. And food is becoming harder to find harder to as find. they lose their hunting grounds. Oh, my gosh. Climate change. Climate change. It's happening. It's happening right, right, now. right now. And it's leaving mothers weaker. Mothers unable to provide m- for polar their bear young. mothers can't provide for their young. And the young their cubs dying. Dying. Drowning. Not enough to eat. <laughs> That's what they're saying as they drown. You know, here's the thing. Cubs. Polar bears, when the ice melts and they have to swim. 
Uh, they can only swim up to 400 <laughs> miles at a time. It's no wonder so, they're not surviving. Yeah, they can't get back to land. It's almost impossible. Uh, they're so far out at sea that it might as well be just four feet because they can only go 400 miles, and they're thousands and thousands of miles away from land, I guess. Uh, but, but yeah, the polar bear situation is is a crisis. As we mentioned before, uh, this very morning, uh, the polar bear population has only gone from 5,000 to 25,000 in the last 50 years. So it's very frightening. Very frightening That's indeed. incredible. Mm-hmm. DMX DM tweets, uh, as someone who directly experienced much wilder weather this year, I can confirm that the climate changed because that's what it does. Uh, Carl Smith, President Biden says there's nothing we can't do if we just work together. And if you don't work together with him, he'll do it himself. <laughs> right. Uh, Jeffy, I really mean that. Jeffy, he does as he pleases, tweets. <laughs> Uh, we're going to turn this country green if we have to burn down the whole place to do it. Climate change activists. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's essentially Boy, that, what's being said. That is exactly what's being said, man. Wow. But, I mean, they do have, in London the other day, it was 40 degrees. That's extremely cold for summertime. 40 degrees. <laughs> oh, wait. It's 40 degrees Celsius. Okay, so that could be four degrees below zero. It could be 400 degrees above. There's no way to tell. No way to tell. So, although this article says it was 104. You know, in London, that is very, very, very hot. But, uh, you know, you're going to get extremes from time to time, right? I mean, it doesn't mean anything. We've always had extremes. That's why there's record highs. And every single day uh, there has a record high for that day. You're going to surpass them sometimes. The big deal in England is that, as they said on that report, 3% of the people have air conditioning. 3%. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. But when it's 70 degrees all summer, usually, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you. You know, go to a movie theater and maybe there's air conditioning there uh, when it's really hot. Just a good suggestion for you. That's what we do here. Maybe you could do it there. And maybe you should check on your uh, your elderly. You know, uh, they're, they're raising such a big deal about how hot it is this summer. Um, but in most of the United States of America, the summer of 1936 was much hotter than this. You know, I I was going to mention that because I thought it was. Yeah, much harder. When I, when I was uh, going through 1936. Get this. At their peak in 1936, temperatures in North Dakota were warmer than midsummer Death Valley. What? Hot enough to cook rare steak in the street. So you could go out. Wow. I, I mean, I, I don't recommend cooking steak in the street, no matter how hot it is. Uh, we, you didn't might use social, a grill. we didn't have social media at the time, so we didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know you shouldn't that do that. Was... <laughs> Plus, the North American heat wave of 1936 followed one of the coldest recorded winters in that same uh, year. It just, I mean, this is what happens on this planet. We do have extremes. Uh, in North Dakota, though, February temperatures at Devil's Lake plunged to 21 below zero. 
Channel ice in the Illinois River at Peoria grew 19 inches thick. The Chesapeake, uh, the Chesapeake Bay froze entirely. Wow. Something that has happened only seven times since 1780. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was a super hot year and a super cold year during that, uh, during that winter of 1936. So many people in America died 5,000, in fact, 5,000 people in the United States uh, died that year from the heat waves. Was that global warming? No. It was just, I don't know, the sun baking this planet the way the sun can. It's just silly how we've gotten so ridiculous over this climate change thing. And they just keep beating that drum. And as long as they, they keep saying the things they're saying, I guess some people are going to be stupid enough to believe it. All right, let me tell you about uh, preborn. In this time when we're celebrating Roe versus Wade being overturned, uh, and we love that it has, uh, because Roe v. Wade was responsible for the slaughter of over 63 million babies, well, now the decision to abort a child will be left in the hands of the states, and the most radical extreme states are going to have radical extreme abortion laws. It's still going to be vital that preborn exists and does their work. And the only way they can continue their work is if you will donate. So whatever you can afford, maybe it's a dollar, maybe it's ten dollars. Uh, if you could do fifty dollars, a hundred, whatever it is, all gifts are tax deductible. And will go towards saving babies' lives and helping to keep preborn centers safe. They're really under attack right now from the extremists. So to donate, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, and use the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash pat. <laughs> I didn't think I could uh, dislike any president as much as I dislike Barack Obama. And then along came Joey. <laughs> Joey. As his mom said, Joey. And then my mom used to say, Joey. Some homespun story that's really irrelevant and stupid and not compelling in any way. Wipe, wipe the oil slick off your nose, Joey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a good one uh, when he mentioned that. Uh, but Biden's approval rating from NPR now, yet another poll that is at yet another low on his approval rating, 36% approval from NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll. Wow. Uh, his lowest since taking office in this particular poll with support from independents especially dissipating. A full 58% of registered voters disapprove of the president's job. So it's 58-36. He's 22 points underwater. 44% strongly disapprove. I'm among those. That might surprise really? people. Yeah, I am among the strongly disapproving group. <laughs> uh, let's see. So 19% said they simply disapprove of his performance, not strongly. Uh, and a total disapproval rating. Oh, okay. Total disapproval is 65% from independents. 
Oof. Wow. That's huge. Uh, his That represents uh, a 4% slip since the end of June already. With only 12% of voters, 12% say they strongly approve of the job he's doing. Nobody likes this guy. I mean, he's just... Even Democrats. And the things that are happening in the country, he's just doubling down on everything to make it worse. Yes, he is. Yep. It it doesn't matter that, oh, you don't like me? Well, you'll like me if I make it worse. Yeah. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. I just have to tell you uh, more than I do that I'm doing a great job and you don't know how good you have it. If I can just convince the American people that they're not suffering, they're thriving in the midst of uh, inflation and incredibly high gas prices and the border crisis and everything else we've got going on, pandemics of all kinds, uh, and he's done nothing he said he was was going to do. Like, he was going to end the pandemic, too. Has that happened? No. No. No, it sure hasn't. In fact, we've developed another one. We're adopting monkeypox as well. No, as that's another. not a pandemic yet. Almost. Don't, don't. Well, they're going to get together and see if it's a pandemic. That's not, that's not a pandemic. The WHO is going to ask, and I <laughs> don't know why they just don't do your concert tour and shut up about these political right? things, but they won't. They'll never stop. So the WHO is going to get together, and uh, I think at Roger Daltrey's house, and decide if this is a pandemic or not. So that'll be interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but they said they're not going to get fooled again. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them declare a pandemic. It's possible. Box. They they've they've said the, a lot of experts have said that uh, you know the the pox is out of the bag. Right. I mean, there's no stopping it now. Has okay. somebody actually used that expression? No. no. <laughs> pox is out of the bag. That was a Jeffy thing. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Is that a problem? Uh, no, no, it's great. Okay. It's pox. great. But you know what's even better is oil prices are the gas prices are oh just my God. plummeting right now. And we've gotten so much relief from this administration. Coming They've down. done such a good job. Oh. So again, this is amazing. The it's things are so bad that even members of the media are starting to take on these well, they, uh, I mean, they have to. officials and right. say, look. You wouldn't take any of the blame or any responsibility for the prices going up. And now you're celebrating your own actions by claiming that you're doing so many things, the price is coming down. And people are being, you know, Buttigieg was asked about it yesterday. If prices go back up, do you then have to take blame for the higher prices if you take a victory lap now? Look, no one's out here saying mission accomplished. We just want to make sure that it's understood that... uh that wasn't the question. Nobody said, hey, hey, have you guys uh, said uh, mission accomplished? Nobody asked you that. No. You're taking credit for what you wouldn't take any responsibility for before. That's unbelievable. The measures that the uh, president and the administration have taken to uh, help to reduce the, uh, the price amazing, of oil seem it? to be having an effect. Uh, we all know that uh, no administration, no policymaker, uh, no president directly controls the price of gas or the price of oil. But there have been another but, measure, uh, but, a number of measures uh-huh. that we think are helping. No, oh, yeah, they've taken a number of measures that are helping, of course. And... Prior to that, they had nothing to do with the prices going up in the first place. It's just nope. really something else. It's amazing. Plus, I found another way that they're getting me to feel better about the gas prices. Yeah. 
is that I pulled into a uh, gas station the other day and the sign said 387 and I thought wow that the prices are really going back up you know what I mean because I've mm-hmm. been paying under 380 and I got to the tank it was 372 and I went oh okay well that's oh good. wow well, you are really saving money I know yeah this is scamming me <laughs> no scamming me putting up the wrong price on the sign uh, so it said 387, but it was only 372 at the tank. Oh, that's weird. I know. Huh. That is strange. I'm still paying over $4 for the premium and quite a bit over $4. Oh, yeah. $449, $445, something like that. The last, a lot of places. I filled up uh, three or four days ago. It was 465 Ooh. I need to find a new place. Bro. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently I do. That's the thing, though, right? I mean, if, if I go, if I stop at, uh, say, at 372, if I go to Sam's Club and wait in line for an hour and a half. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, then I pay 360 something, right? Well, yeah. okay, so I'm saving. I'm not doing that. Five to 10 cents a gallon. To sit there and idle? That's not going to For happen. an hour and a half? That's not going to happen. <laughs> the best, the only way to do that, if you have, if you have the time mm-hmm. to wait in that line, is to just pull up and shut your car off and just push it up to the tank. Mm-hmm. Put it in neutral and just push it up to the tank, which I'm not opposed to. But nobody's doing that. You don't have time. Nobody's yeah. doing that, <laughs> especially when the air conditioning's off. Especially when it's 110 degrees, yeah, right? And you're not doing that. And when I pull up at Sam's Club and I see that incredible line, there's uh, no way I'm, I'm sitting in that not line. A there's no way. Chance. I'm sorry. I'm going across the street and I'll pay five cents a gallon extra. Oh wow. I mean, that's what uh, with a 20 gallon tank, it's you yeah, know it, that's a dollar, right? <laughs> that's a whole yeah, dollar. It's a whole dollar. Okay. There's nothing so, to sneeze at. No, that's right. So if you're paying ninety four dollars instead of ninety three. Uh, it's just not worth it, is it, to <laughs> not wait an hour and a half? <laughs> you can barely get to the store portion of Sam's Club because of all the traffic uh, that's around the gas station. Yeah, and it's oh, yeah. backed way yeah, up. Some some days it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. they so. weren't. It's amazing those the gas stations weren't designed to have lines backed up into the road. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, but. This is a, a weird time. And it is. It's very reminiscent of the late seventies when there were gas shortages and you know the the inflation was running out of control and the interest rates were sky high and uh the economy sucked and we're kind of there now again. We are, although I will say I think maybe we touched on this yesterday. You know, the one of the the big differences is back then no one was concerned about food. That's and true. The food shortages, which we are, you know, which right. we are experiencing a little bit of here in the United States now. So uh, from that aspect, it's worse. Yeah, than the late seventies under Jimmy Carter. That's pretty hard to believe that it could be worse than under Jimmy Carter, <laughs> but it it is. I mean, this is the worst president, I think, of all time. Not just our lifetime, not since Jimmy Carter, all time, the worst. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray unleashed. Thanks for being with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Found out uh, something pretty interesting yesterday from uh, 
Alejandro Mayorkas. The border, the border is secure. Okay. Oh, the border, huh. um, we are working to make the border more secure. Oh. That has been a historic But it's challenge. secure. Huh. The border, the, the border, border is secure. secure. <laughs> but we're working on making it more secure. That's okay. an incredible statement. It's like, again, these people are such great liars. They can look right Forever. at you when you're in the same room with them, and you can say, I am not here. <laughs> and they will try to make you believe that. I am I'm not, not here. here. Well, I'm looking right at you. What do you mean? I am not here. Here, two-year-old invisible bit. <laughs> I'm invisible. Uh, so you crazy. can't see me. I'm underneath this blanket. You can't right. see me. You can't me. see me. I'm camouflaged, or <laughs> I can turn myself invisible. <laughs> the, what? The border is secure. It's the worst it has been in American history. In American history, and the border's been pretty bad for some time yeah. now, and it's worse than it's ever been. And he's. Got the giblets to say the border is secure? Well, the border, the border. The border, the border. The border, the, the border, border is, is secure. secure. Okay. The border, the border, the border, the border, the border, the border. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about here? Are we talking about the border? We're going to make it more secure. And they, secure. Look, they're losing ground on this fight, too, though. Because now we have, and this is kind of thanks to Greg Abbott, uh, mm -hmm. governor of uh, the great state of Texas, uh, for busing these uh, immigrants into Washington, D.C. and New York. Because the uh, administration was fly, were flying immigrants and have been and continue to fly immigrants into these cities uh, mm -hmm. around the country and you know specifically New York and D.C. But the bus case has really brought it to the forefront. You've got both mayors of D.C. and New York complaining, and these mm -hmm. guys are being tricked. And we yeah, they don't seem to like it. And they don't like it. You're getting just this tiny, tiny little I taste know. of it, of what we deal with every minute of every day. By the hundreds of thousands and millions, and you're getting, what, 25 or 30 at a time, and they can't take it. They just can't take it. Well, they can't take it because it's coming you know, on, from Texas. Yep. You know, I mean, it's specifically, it's not coming from the feds. Yeah. It's coming specifically from Texas saying, here, take this. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know that it matters where they're coming from. They just don't want them there. They don't want these immigrants there. I think that, they don't know what to do with them. They don't know what to do with it. It's causing a strain on their system. They don't know where to put them. They don't know what to do. They have no idea. I, I don't know that they even care that they're coming from Texas. I, I think... It's just because they're getting a feeling for uh, what it's like to have people arrive in your city and then suddenly you have to take care of them because they've got no money. They've got nowhere to go. They have no home. They have no plan. They just, they're coming here and that's what they're going to do. And so now DC gets to deal with that. Well, and good. And uh, good uh, is yeah, right. Good. Yes, absolutely. That's great. I mean, I wouldn't want you to, uh, you know, send back them. Right. Wouldn't want that to happen. No, that would be wrong and xenophobic, frankly. Uh, why would you be doing that? There's only 11 million of them here, which is the number they were using. Again, when I first moved to Houston 21 years ago, they were saying there were 11 million illegals here. 
That was oh, the number they used. Uh, at the time, I think honest brokers, even back then, were saying, no, nah, it's really more like $20 million. So by now, what is that number? Right. Really? What is that number? Is it $30 million? Is it $40 Because I think it might be. I think so, too. I think it might be $50 million. I don't. It's a lot. There are a lot of undocumented citizens here in this country. There are. There are a lot. And the left pretends to care for them, to love them, to want them here. Well, but, but, they want them, but not here. Yeah, not not in their neighborhood, not not in their district, not in their cities. <laughs> and, you know, because they allow all of this illegal immigration and they encourage them to come here and live illegally, then all the people that come here automatically are trapped in a system where they can't progress past the lowest possible uh, income level. You know, they're stuck in poverty, essentially, for as long as they yeah, live well, here because they're not legal. So if you, if you don't have the documentation, you can't get a good job. Maybe you could be a lawn worker or whatever, but you're not going to get a good job a, a high-paying job? Right. No, you're stuck at a really low-paying job forever. And it might, might be more money than you were making in Mexico or Guatemala. Absolutely it is. But it's still not very, not very much money. And you're stuck with that the rest of your life. For as long as you're in that situation and you don't fix it. And they're encouraging you to stay in that situation. Yes. That's the thing that nobody realizes. The Democrats are are encouraging them to live in the shadows. They complain about it. Well, you got these people living in the shadows. Yeah, because <laughs> you're forcing them into the shadows. When really they're not in the shadows. We know where they live. We know where they are. We know where their kids go to school. Uh, but we do nothing about it. And we do nothing about it because the Democrats are in power most of the time. And they like the fact that these people aren't going anywhere. They like it. And they don't care that 700 of them have died in the last year and a half trying to make it here. They don't care about that. You'll never hear that statistic from them. No way. They don't and in care. In fact, I would be, you know, you, I know you, you had that, you had that number this weekend. I, I, I would have bet it was more. Mm. You know, I, I just, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I, 700 is horrific enough, mm -hmm. but asked, oh, it probably asked, is more. I would have said, ah. that's just the number that the border patrol is. Yeah. Found. Yeah, it could be way more than that. Could be way more. Because Border Patrol is not everywhere, you know. Uh, and they go through the remote areas uh, of the country, the desert areas. And they're counting what they find. That's it. Yeah. And and when you cross an area that isn't inhabited, and that's, where the, that's what they're doing so they don't get caught, a lot of them, uh, then, you know, nobody's there to find out right. that you just died in the desert alone. I mean, it's <laughs> really an awful situation. Really, really awful. Uh, they don't, but they don't care. They don't care. Biden administration does not care. Think about it. <laughs> I am thinking about That's it. That's what I'm you. saying. Yeah. Since it. I thought about it, I, I decided to say something about it, too. So, yeah, I did. Thank you. So, yesterday, mm -hmm. I was tagged in a, in a tweet, and you, I don't have to explain to you, you know, if someone... Uh, tags you in a tweet, you get the notification. No, you don't have that. to explain that. Sorry, to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw the notification and I went, wow, what is that referring to? So I went back and The Blaze had a uh, had a, a quiz, a poll, 
asking people, if you had to trust one of these people to babysit your kid for an hour, who would it be? And they list Joe Biden. No. Dr. Fauci. No. Brian Stelter. Oof. No. AOC. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's a tough. That's a tough choice. I know. And I know who I chose, and I, I, I was with the majority. Really? Yeah. Okay, so give them to me again. All right. Who would you trust? Uh, with my if kids. you had to trust one of these people to babysit your kid for an hour, who would it be? Joe Biden. Dr. Fauci. Brian Stelter. AOC. Uh, it'd have to be Fauci, probably. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, when I, when I played yesterday afternoon, it got, uh, Fauci was at 14%. Really? Yeah. Um, Brian Stelter? Mm-hmm. 22%. What? Why would you leave him with that fat douchebag? There's no way I'm leaving him with Brian Stelter. Uh, Joe Biden? Uh-huh. A 4%. 4, yeah. Uh, AOC with 59%. Yeah. 59%? I, I chose AOC. I chose AOC as well. Oh, yeah. I mean. I'm not having her indoctrinate my kids. No, uh, thank you. But the, no. the, the tweet that brought this to my attention. Mm-hmm. I'd rather dress my daughter up as a pizza and leave her with Jeffy. <laughs> Which is also not a good idea, but, you know. That's not true. How dare you? <laughs> if he thinks it's a pizza, he's going to eat it. You know that. Well, I mean. And so. Pick a couple of pepperonis He'll say, hey, where's anyway. my child? When you come back after the hour, in, it's in Jeffy's belly. <laughs> Let me eat! <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a good poll, though. That's a good poll. 888 Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We got this representative. What is her name? Uh, that is talking about you know, Kathleen oh, Rice. Kathleen Rice, yeah, with the abortion stuff. Talking about the word abortion and that we shouldn't be using it. Here's what she had to say. Um, and all I hear is a bunch of... Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, conversations where the word abortion, abortion, abortion... Um, is is meant as a negative term. Um, it is a negative and, term, you, you know, stupid Dr. moron. Dr. Francis, you just said that one of the benefits of Roe oh, man. Uh, in your mind is that we can now have a robust conversation about this issue. I would suggest that you stop throwing the word abortion around um, because you think it's one that is going to um, raise the emotions um, above a having a reasonable conversation um, about in, in, in a word that has Pause been weaponized. No, murder would be, the, if we're trying to really, uh, you know, bring out the emotions in this discussion, we're calling it killing a baby oh, yeah. or murder, not just abortion. Absolutely. It is an abortion. What do you want? You, you want to change the, the meaning of the word? This is what they do every time. Yep. When they don't like a word, when it looks bad for them because it is bad for them that they're supporting abortion, then they simply change the word or the meaning of the word. Like pro-choice. That's what they love. They love the pro-choice thing. Wait, okay, it's just a simple choice? That's all you made? Oh, okay. All right, yeah, that doesn't sound bad at all. She made a choice. Of course you want her to choose, right? Uh, Oh, yeah. That's how they get around it every single time. All right, she had more my opinion by certain people in this country because if we're going to have a mm-hmm. real conversation about this we have to stop using language 
um, that is, you know, going to no, no, um, we don't prevent an actual. It's going to show you what's happening. actually happening. Even before the Supreme yeah. Court uh. um, issued the Dobbs decision, uh-huh. um, we anti-abortion activists and Republican lawmakers, we know, had spent years restricting abortion access. Many states. Um, have passed onerous abortion restrictions designed by political ideologues to create barriers mm. to yeah. care and discourage mm. abortion. For women who have already yeah, made their decision, many of whom are mm. in mm. actual crises, this barri- these barriers delay care and can be devastating. Dr. Verma, devastating. what barriers... You know, talked about this before, but I think it's important to talk about the barriers that your patients faced in accessing I abortion before the Dobbs great. decision, mm, and how those barriers are she's compounded great. now. Thank you so much for that question Thank and for sharing so your story for and your daughter's story. Um, so people have absolutely so in many parts of this country yeah. faced um, uh-huh. restrictions oh. and burdens to accessing the abortion care oh, they we don't need for many, money. many years. I've Killing a child, South, you don't want to burden my home. Um, And I think it's important mm-hmm. to recognize that important. these bans on abortion, restrictions on abortion disproportionately affect those from already marginalized groups like people like, of color, people of lower yeah. Social, uh, mm-hmm. financial Pause it for a second. You know who else is disproportionately affected? The, the baby. baby. The baby is disproportionately affected. Yes. Yes. And interesting that you would mention the minorities. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There are more abortions of black babies in New York than there are live births. So, yeah, they're being disproportionately affected by this. And why? Because abortion centers are 80% located in minority neighborhoods. 80% of Planned Parenthood uh, clinics are in minority neighborhoods. And this Kathleen Rice is from New York. Uh, she's yeah, a representative right. from New York, so yeah. I mean, makes sense that she's And this is it. exactly the way Margaret yeah. Sanger wanted it to be, because she wanted to eliminate the black race and the brown race. Huh. Yeah, and all minorities. Hmm. So that's interesting. <laughs> it was all about eugenics in the very beginning of this thing. And so, huh, you're kidding. Uh, marginalized communities are being disproportionately affected? Huh, yeah, that's as it was planned. Exactly as planned by Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger. Uh, what else does she have to say? Um, and sure so these barriers are, for barriers. example, some of the things that we face in Georgia. Oh. I mentioned the mandatory oh. waiting period. Oh, uh, no, a mandatory. Required by the state to yeah. read particular um, scripts that are not medically wow. accurate. Uh-huh. As doctors were trained to consent our patients, I provide consent informed consent patients. to all my patients for any procedure, including okay. abortion. I talk to them about all of the options, Do you? including continuing the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy as someone who provides full spectrum OBGYN to support them if they continue to, if they decide to continue the pregnancy. People and are so what we know evil. that these barriers are doing evil. are they're just making it harder for people to get the care oh, they no, need. No, they are not making not the harder to safer, kill their baby, please. Um, and they are disproportionately affecting already marginalized communities. Already <laughs> These, I mean, the anger. How does it not just boil over? How does it not? Wow. And they are so arrogant about uh, 
what they believe that it is uh it, they are doing the right thing and we trying to save lives are the evil ones yep we that want the babies to be born including the marginalized communities including them we want them to be born so it's you that are the racists not us i want black babies to be born i want hispanic babies to be born i want white babies to be born um so if you don't seems like you're the one who's the racist well of course of course we want babies to be born but if the mother feels that it's gonna you know, I don't know. She, well, because we always trust mothers. We don't right? want we you don't have want to trust to the mother. Ruin someone's life. You right. don't want a child to ruin someone's life. <laughs> I mean, I, and there's no other way other than killing the child before it's born. Right? That's correct. There's no other way. That's correct. You can't do I don't know adoption. Oh, that's just silly. Yeah, it's just that's ridiculous just to even think of that. There's nobody who would <laughs> adopt a baby. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, all right. We've been brainwashed into believing the only way to grow our money for retirement is to risk it in the stock market, and it's just not true. You can reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risks. Bank on yourself. It's a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in 160 years. Guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required in fact bank on yourself has a 160 year plus track record of positive growth tax-free retirement income you'll know what your tax rate will be in retirement it'll be zero under the current law which protects you from the coming tax tsunami uh you'll have liquidity you can get access to your money for any purpose any purpose at all with no questions asked there's no volatility your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Your, both your principal and growth are locked in. And you get peace of mind. You can get a free report with all the details of how adding bank on yourself to your financial plan can help you take control of your money. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash unleashed. That's bankonyourself.com slash unleashed. <laughs> This is Pat Gray Unleashed. So, scientists believe that the James Webb Telescope and other next-generation telescopes could allow them to detect unique signatures of alien life forms in the atmospheres of extrasolar planets. Scientists have long speculated about the possibility of extraterrestrial life, and aliens have captured the public imagination to become a mainstay of popular culture and science fiction. Earth is, as of now, of course, the only known home of life in the universe. But we can't be the only place where there's life. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. As they said in the movie Contact, (laughs) if there isn't other life in the universe, that's a pretty big waste of space. space. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Many astronomers have suggested that life may emerge on other bodies in our solar system, such as Mars and Europa. Hmm. Uh, It may have emerged already in those. Uh, One of Jupiter's four Galilean moons, due to the presence or possible presence of liquid water. However, verifying these claims is pretty tough. 
with no readily apparent biosphere probes that would have to be sent across millions of miles to collect physical samples for further study. Astronomers, though, increasingly believe that the first signs of alien life will be found beyond the solar system on exoplanets orbiting other stars. Since the 1990s, scientists have discovered over 5,000 exoplanets. That's like, those are all places where life could exist. And theoretical models suggest that there are far, far more. Some estimates claim that there could be at least 300 million habitable planets in our galaxy alone. 300 million. That's that's amazing. That's hard to even get your head around. sure is. That's a lot of people. It sure is. If there's 300 million planets with intelligent life on there, I'm, not, I'm talking not just bacteria or, you know, oh, there's a living virus on that planet. That's really cool. Right. No. <laughs> Civilizations. Wouldn't that be something? I just want to find one other. One other. Is that too much to ask? Let's just find one other place where there's where there's life and and these telescopes might actually be there. able to yeah. get, to figure that out. Did you see the the Jupiter pics that James Webb released? I don't think so. They are really cool. Um, we're showing them on Blaze TV right now. Okay, uh, as James oh, yeah, went there's, by. There's one. Um, really cool with the with the. Oh, you really see that spot? That, I know that storm area. That's is it the size of Earth or is it the size of eleven Earths or something? I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge area. Anyway, I mean, James Webb is, you know, giving us some some great shots of, is that of the, sun? The, the universe. Um, it's just that's just the sun, right? No, it's Jupiter. That's not Jupiter. That's Jupiter. Yeah. How's it so bright? The lights are on. <laughs> they turn the lights on. Yes. The oh, there, oh, there you go. Yeah, because I'm the Jupiter of planets. Because <laughs> Jupiter eats all the planets. I got the joke. So, yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah, you did. I really? Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Seems like you're fond of that particular. Well, I'm just saying uh, it's funny. Yeah, right. It's it funny. Is. That's right. Yeah, it is funny. Jupiter eats planets, and... right? And you are the Jupiter of planets. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> there you are in the Look solar system. <laughs> James Webb is really getting specific. Now. Orbiting the sun. They. Uh, I mean, we didn't have that before the James Webb telescope. No, we did. And now we do. Now we do. So yeah, I'm pretty thankful for it. That's great. <laughs> More coming up. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed, and he's on the blades. I uh, got a great overtime coming up for you today. I'm the, excited. The mystery of the sound machine will be revealed. We're gonna I, go through. I'm excited. This thing and see what's actually there. Let's see what. Let's hear the clips. Mm. Yep. Let's I'm hear excited. It. It'll be fun. Yeah. Should be fun. It'll be fun since we lost, you know, we lost one. We lost it. We got a about a thousand, right around a thousand sound clips. We got to give this one some love. Gone. So this is all we, we have left now. So we'll see what's in it. <laughs> On overtime today. Uh, meanwhile, a couple of things here. First of all, did you see the latest on the 22-year-old hero from Indiana who shot the mass shooter in that Indiana mall food court. With his illegal weapon. Right. Which wasn't illegal because they just passed constitutional carry. And so he was constitutionally carrying it. And thank goodness he was. 
soon as the shooter, the shooter spent, like they said, an hour in the bathroom preparing himself, I, I guess, to start going out and shooting all these people. As soon as he came out of the bathroom, he starts firing at people. Kills three almost immediately. Initially, they said the 22-year-old kid who stopped him, it took him two minutes to do that. Right. Which would have been really fast, uh, considering 77 minutes in Uvalde for 400 no police kidding. officers. They have revised this now because no information we get in the first couple of days is accurate anymore. Sure seems that way. They have no idea what Nothing went on is at first. ever right. Nope. What it actually took him was 15 seconds. 15 That's seconds. That's right? Because they talked to the, the girlfriend and the, and the grandma, right? Grandma or mother-in-law. That was, that, uh, yeah, he, the grandma. He got them to push yep. them down, got them to safety. Yep. Right? Made sure they were okay. And then immediately started firing and moving toward the guy as he fired. The bravery here, the, the courage of this guy is pretty amazing. Sure is. It's, it's awesome. He fired at him 10 times. And hit him eight of those ten times. He was accurate. He was tactically, uh, he he was tactically sound in what he was doing because he kept moving toward the guy. And it's like you see on Navy SEALs uh, movies. Oh, that's the way we're trained. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way we're trained. Okay. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) But thank goodness for this guy. Because who knows how many, you know, dozens of people could have been killed. Oh, my gosh. It It, would have been more horrific than it already is. Yeah, right. Instead, just three people were killed, two were injured, and they're both in stable condition. So apparently they're going to be okay. Three people died in the first seconds of this thing. And then he prevented any other person from being killed. Awesome. Really amazing. Awesome. Really fantastic. Awesome. And he's still getting crap from the left. Well, tough. They still want to make him some sort of felon or kook or whatever because he had a gun on him and he used it for good. Well, but that was a weapon that was designed uh, to kill people or things. He's not a first responder. So? Yeah, first I mean, responders. Technically, he is a first responder. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Because how long... Does it take for police or fire department to get someplace? I mean, you, there's no way you could have stopped this thing in 15 right. seconds. Right. This is the only right. way that happens is if a uh, civilian is armed. And the mall guard that's on his uh, scooter is not going to get down to the food court fast not in, enough. Not in 15 no seconds. No way. No way. <laughs> so. Hey, just a reminder, amazing. too, uh, if you want to hear the, uh, you know, play in the hits. From the 360, the classic sound bites mm-hmm. on uh, overtime. Make sure you uh, subscribe and become a member of Blaze TV. Yes, do Go that. BlazeTV.com slash Pat. And uh, you'll get $10 off when you use the offer code Pat. So, pretty good deal. Use the offer code Pat, get $10 off, and become a subscriber at Blaze TV. Uh, there, and you'll not, not only have access then to overtime but also to everybody else's overtime that they do. Steve Dace does one. I think Chad does one, yes. right? Yes. Uh, all the stuff that Glenn does, you're going to have access to all this stuff. Stu, um, so do it. Subscribe and save $10 right now with the offer code PAT. All right? Yes, all thank right. you. The congratulations are in order to uh, Eileen Gu. Uh, she won two ESPY awards uh, <laughs> last night. 
Uh, and who's uh, Eileen Gu? Eileen Gu. She is the uh, Winter Olympics uh, gold medalist who uh, went ahead and uh, performed for China instead of her oh, native United right. States. That's right. So congratulations to Eileen. Uh, she be, she won Jeez. the breakthrough athlete and the female action sports athlete uh, winner at the es- at the ESPYS last night. The female <laughs> athlete of the year. Do we have that? Was that Leah Thomas? Did she win it? No. Well, Leah is uh, university. Oh, that's, that's true. That's the NCAA. So, that wasn't the ESPYS. Leah was okay. No, they. So no, she's not ESPN nominated. did not give. You know, that wasn't anything to do with Leah. Yeah. Why do they hate? I ESPN? know why. I don't know. Huh. What they do? She's not good enough for an SP. SP. <laughs> Come on. No, they don't. Number you know, one ranked female swimmer in the world. <laughs> after being correct, the 462nd ranked male <laughs> swimmer in the world just I, a couple years ago. I don't know if I don't know if Leah has any NIL deals at all. She might. <laughs> she she might. sure should. She, she might. They. Uh, they should. <laughs> uh, but because uh, I was looking, I mean, they expect one point one five billion dollars to be spent on NIL this year. Wow. Well, uh, Kirby Smart, who is the head coach at Georgia, he said he has ninety five players on his team oh, who are getting money from NIL deals. Uh, so that's it's a goodly number. Pretty impressive. And he said, "Trust me, uh, there's a lot there. We arguably, I don't know for a fact." Had the highest paid defensive lineman, Jordan Davis, the highest paid tight end, Brock Bowers, and probably the highest paid corner, corner uh, Kelly Ringo, in the NIL market. Because after the national championship, there's three guys that just exploded. So they're getting a lot of money. A lot of money from these NIL deals. Well, Florida and Texas are the two biggest states right now. Those are the, those are the two biggest states. Georgia's way mm. down there, like 16th. But that's mm. not universities, right? And so they have they talked about uh, conferences. And uh, let me guess, the SEC is getting the most NIL money. Well, can I, they say, well, no, 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 really? actually, um, who they, is total compensation? By conference, um, mm-hmm. Big Ten. Oh. Big 12. What? That's what they say. That's Ahead of the say. SEC? Nice. How about that? Big East. Okay. Which, I mean, the what? Big East still exists, right? I mean, when I... When the I, Big East exists for basketball. They don't have football anymore. Right, because, I mean, that was when I was announcing uh, uh, South Florida games, they were in the Big East then. Yeah. I talked to Brian Kelly. He was, you know, Cincinnati head coach, and all those guys were all part of the Big East. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a good league then. Uh, Pac-12 SEC, according to total compensation, according to this. That's hard to believe. Year. That's hard to believe. The Pac-12 is ahead of the SEC? That's what this says. Pac-12. I, you know, I don't know that I buy it, but it says. That's, that's amazing. That's what they're, uh, per open, open doors, mm. at open doors data. Uh, that's what they claim. Mm. Uh, they say 35% of all D1 NIL compensation comes from donors. Roughly 15% mm-hmm. of athletes in D1 have received an NIL deal from a donor. Hmm. So they're saying they're guessing that the Power Fives are probably like 15, you know, 50% of that. I would and think so. What yeah. sport is responsible for uh, half of NIL compensations? Got to be football. And one third of NIL activities? Got to be football. You would be correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, supporting everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Uh, interesting, the Pac-12 is ahead of the SEC in, in, in NIL compensation, money. yeah. Uh, really weird. There was a rumor. Well, it wasn't a rumor. They were actually trying to merge. Uh, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were under with they were having talks about that merging been, that would have been a good league merging the two i think that would have been great that would have been great but apparently they decided that it just wasn't worth it so they didn't do it and they've called that off now so now the big 12 i think is just going to approach certain teams in the pac-12 and try to try to raid the pac-12 well i mean we got ucla and usc want to go to the big 10 right yeah they're that's already I mean, that's done. already done right it's a done deal so the big 12 is trying to get uh Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State. In Colorado and Colorado State, they were already in the Big 12 at one point, weren't they? Were Colorado they? was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's not far-fetched. They could no, get those four, four teams. But I think the ultimate hope is that they could that Washington and Oregon would follow those four oh, teams yeah. into the Big 12. Then you've got yourself yes, a conference. Yes, you do. <laughs> which is what, which is what made sense if they merged. Yes, right. Those right. were great. Those were, those but great what they said was that the bottom feeders in the Pac-12 kind of dragged it down. You know, the Oregon State and and Cal and uh, oh, shut the up. worthless teams in the Pac-12. Shut up. You know, I, lo- I always liked Washington Cal. State. I always liked Cal. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I don't know why. I always did. why. I don't, I don't know. I just had huh. a little soft spot in my heart for him for, for UC reason. Berkeley. You, you like that? I like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, whatever. I like their uniforms. <laughs> uh, that's a really good way to choose I know. a sports team. I you know. like the uniforms. You don't get to see them much that's on the great. West Coast, so it was enjoyable to watch them once mm, in a while. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, Steny Hoyer had a little run-in with Fox News Channel's uh, Neil Cavuto on inflation, inflation yesterday. And uh, he refused to answer about... Uh, Joe Biden and whether the Democrats wanted him to run again. And if he believed Biden was too old to run again, Hoyer was not having any of that talk. I to buy a suit or a car. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Finally, let me ask you, the backdrop for this also is the president. Could I ask you this? Uh, do you think as some in your party are saying he should run again, he's open to run again, that he's not too old to run again? Neil, I'm not going to go there. This is this is about Why? today. You're asking about problems today. There's an inflation problem. But what you haven't well, said is... Well, six out is, of ten Democrats no, don't think the Neil, president's up to dealing me, with this today, right? Neil, are you going to let me speak? Please, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, like, Neil, no, what you haven't said is... It's in his terms show. Of inflation, this is a he can interrupt anytime he problem. wants. We're in the middle of the OECD nations Ugh, in terms yeah, of inflation. These people are the worst. About 50% higher than ours, 50% lower. We're in the middle. It's a worldwide. What was called, What caused it? The pandemic caused it. Uh, the supply shortages and no. the spike in demand. People were, as you Did point out, in terms of this. No, of course not. If spending caused it, why are 50% of the nations uh, in the OECD nations above us? They didn't do an American rescue plan. Uh, Did spending? Yes, I think it did. In this sense, during the pandemic, people were shut in their homes. They weren't consuming uh, uh, and suppliers were cutting uh, uh, inventory uh, because people weren't buying. Do you think we're through the worst of it then? Do you think we're through the worst of it right now? I I certainly hope we're uh, the worst of it. And and what points that out is people are coming out and consuming. They're buying. And what happened? The suppliers were down. And what happens when supplies down and demands up? 
you spike uh, costs, and, and that's a problem. And we ought to empathize with that. We, I, I just mentioned a number of bills, including the uh, Build Back Better bill, which tries okay. to bring down prescription drug costs and the Affordable Care Act costs. So, yes, we think that's important. The president thinks it's important. We are acting on it, uh, and it, it's not an overnight situation. But clearly, it is a critical problem for the American consumer and the American people. So you're not, you don't share the concerns six out of ten Democrats have about the president. <laughs> or is it? He goes back to it. That's good. Uh-huh. That's, That's great. That's not what I'm here to talk about. The president, and I, but, but I, I will tell you this. <laughs> in my view, the president is acting responsibly, effectively on behalf of the American people, on behalf of our economy. No. And that's why we have no, 8.9 million new jobs. That's why we have 3.6 no. unemployment. No. And that's why uh, we're Pause doing it for a second. Well, I, I can't even take it. Uh, <laughs> the reason we have 8.9 million jobs is because they shut all of those that's down right. during the pandemic. Oh, he'll blame inflation on the pandemic, but he won't. He won't use the pandemic for the real. Oh, because he wants to take credit situation. for that. Yeah, right. Oh, these I get. Oh, it's really hard to get through these sound clips now. <laughs> each one dumber than the last. <laughs> Steny Hoyer, though. I I mean, when was the last time we played anything by Steny Hoyer? Well, that's that's actually why I did because <laughs> we hadn't heard from we haven't heard eighty-three from year old Steny. Steny. Is he eighty-three now? Yeah. He's pretty spry for Yeah, I mean, he's better than Joe Biden. Oh, way better. Wow. Wow, 80. I would not have guessed that. Huh. Well, that's what we should take from that. There's a guy who's <laughs> an, an octogenarian and uh, still holding up fairly no well. No doubt. Good for you. Good for you, Steady. <laughs> Who's a good little octogenarian? Steady you is. Are. Steady is. <laughs> Seriously, we got to do something about the age, though. Oh, man. I mean, if you're 83, you don't need to be in Congress. You don't need to be. Listen, I know it's all relative, you know, when you start when you, when you you start pushing 75. Mm-hmm. You know, 83 doesn't look bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something's got to be done. Seriously, we, we, need, uh, we, we need term limits. And we need these guys to have to stay in their home district and not I legislate. I like that more than anything. I, I, I do, too. I think this would be... The best fix to all of the ills in this country that you could possibly have is make them stay in their in their district and make them accountable to their constituents every day. You know, they're going to your grocery store. You're seeing them at at the grocery store. You're seeing them at their office. You're seeing them at the movie theater. I like the gas prices today, Steny. Hey, don't like it, Steny. Why don't you do something about that? If you're in their ear all the time, that's going to have an effect. Instead, they're in D.C. and they're they're eating fabulous lunches and dinners with lobbyists on K Street, and they don't have to hear from you. If they don't have to pick up the phone, they don't have to answer to you at all. Nope. Put them back in their district and let them legislate from there. There's no reason not to. We can do that. I'm all for that. It's I, called I, the internet. It wouldn't be hard to do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's really? a newfangled thing that Al Gore invented uh, recently. Yeah, called the internet. Wow. Yeah, it's really That's good. That's incredible. It's almost like you could be anywhere in the world almost and like communicate that. with people. Yeah, it's almost like that. Uh, wow. During my service in the United States uh, Congress, uh, I took right. the initiative in creating the internet. <laughs> I took the initiative in 
creating the internet. Now that is an example of what you're going to hear on overtime. <laughs> exactly today. right. That's bringing right. out the hits. Uh, that's one break of them. into the 360. That's awesome. That's you know, right. yesterday at this time we showed uh, somewhere. I was close to the end of the show when we ran the video of the Sesame Place kids yep. getting uh, appearing mm-hmm. to be snubbed by the uh, by the character. And what we found out instead was there was somebody behind who was off camera offering a, a baby to the character and and the character was waving okay. that off because it can't they can't take the baby that's what sesame place said yeah and they apologized and said we need to do better and all that thing and mm-hmm. and the days i think we have the we have the video right of the yeah here we go you see the the character high-fiving others and then there's the two little black girls cuties and okay. so it looks like he waved them off right all right so the days of, uh, I know, baby, don't worry about it. Let's go get some cotton candy. Don't worry about it. We'll see another character It's here at Sesame Place. Yeah, those it's days okay. are gone. Long gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, terminate that Muppet. Attorney for the two black girls, ignored by racist Sesame Street's Rosita. This is not about money, as he demands the Philly theme park pays for the mental health bills of the two little girls because mm. uh, one is in isolation over this. They are so distraught. What? One is in isolation. Oh, because- shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, they claim this attorney. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, okay. Is that how, I mean, I know that our society has lapsed into ridiculousness, but come on. What are they? Have they mentioned a dollar figure they have to get out of this? No, because these two girls are harmed perhaps forever now. The performer should be fired, and they reject the firm's explanation of the, uh, you know, the costume and uh, looking uh, looking away. And their 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 apology was too little, too late. (laughs) And (laughs) so it's all race. Now they claim this attorney claims that he has. 25 to 30 other families that can mm-hmm. come forward with videos of similar incidents over the years. What? He threatened Sesame Place. No. Saying they had 12 hours to issue an apology and acceptance of wrongdoing or he's going to release further evidence. So Release it. I haven't seen, see I haven't seen what's been released, what? if any. Come on. But it does remind me of someone saying uh, they were going to release the Kraken and it never happened. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> I spent so, the weekend waiting for the Kraken to fly over and it never did. So, uh, you know, maybe he does. Maybe they do. Maybe Sesame maybe. Place is the most racist place in the whole world. I kind of doubt, doubt it. it. Kind of doubt I kinda it. Kind of doubt it. Uh, Eric July is on Fox News right now talking about his comic book venture. Do you know about big, it? One of our big yeah, uh, contributors uh, one of our, here. our Blaze contributors. Uh, and uh, we talked to him yesterday on Glenn's show. And he has done a non-woke comic book. And because Marvel has gotten so ridiculous. Yeah. Good example of this is if you've seen uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. <sighs> It is all about LGBTQ community <laughs> stuff. It, it really is. Um, most of the characters in the movie are gay, uh, and that's fine. But do I we, there was only a couple. Do we need to 
Do we need to jam it down our throats in every single movie? Do we need that? I, I don't know that we need that, frankly. Um, and Am I supposed to hide the fact that I'm gay now? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Hey, just I don't want to know about it. How about that? Like, I don't care. I don't care one way or the one way or the other, but I we're not having heterosexuality jammed down our throats, so let's not do the uh, other one either. How about no sexuality but if in it these af- movies? if it affects my superhero business. Yeah, right, right. Well, Eric July anyway, yeah, has yeah. decided that, uh, you know, there's a market for people who don't want to see the woke stuff in every single movie or every single comic book. And so he released this comic book, and he's gotten $2 million in presales already. Nice. $2 million? In fact, he said it's almost $3 million now. Nice. Nice. That's pretty great. I mean, congratulations to Eric July. <laughs> good for him. Little je- jealousy. Uh, Not a good there. for Eric. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. for him. It is great for I him. Guess actually, it is. It's awesome. Yeah. So, And I guess he's already got a second and a third uh, planned. So apparently this thing's really taken That's off. Awesome. It's interesting that if you um, if you just put out entertainment, people are going to flock to it. I think Tom Cruise understands that concept. Yeah, he does. Uh, and uh, Eric July understood that concept. I mean, Elvis definitely uh, understood that uh, understood that concept. Elvis did. Yeah, the movie. Take yeah. TCB, yeah, yeah. baby. Right, right, right. Yeah, baby, give me another nanner sandwich. Hey, Scylla, how about some fried butter? I was deleted from the movie. I wasn't in it. <laughs> should have been, though. It yeah, should have been. Did you go see uh, uh, Crawfish? No, I have, not, I have not seen Crawfish. That's Crawdads. Crawdads, yeah, yeah. Crawdaddies. I, I don't know, whatever it is. I didn't see it. Oh, I thought you were... Did you? No, I did not go see it. I was thinking crawfish. about going to see it, but I didn't. I didn't. And the other one was... Um, what is that one that's going to be on Netflix? I think. Tomorrow? Oh yeah, the Gray Man. That's uh, the Gray Man. There's tomorrow. Yeah. Does it start? So probably, to, okay. Yeah, Netflix. So. Yeah. Cool. So you don't have to go to the movie. Darn the luck. Oh, I oh. have to stay home to watch it. Whole Shoot. week without uh, I know, the it Gray being Man. on demand. That's amazing. It's really amazing. All right. So we will see you today on Overtime. Also, be filling in for Stu again uh, on the Glenn Beck program, and back here tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, 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 oh,